Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. This is Focus Fox Valley on WHBY, real local radio, getting you connected and plugged in to the community here. And we are learning more about what's happening in downtown Appleton this holiday season. Lynn Shem joining us, the marketing director with Appleton Downtown Inc. Hello to you, Lynn. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Lynn and I were just reminiscing of our high school marching band (laughs) days with uh, the Christmas parade coming up on Tuesday. And that is just one of so many holiday events coming up the next few weeks. Right. So many things happening. And that, of course, is is next Tuesday, as you said, kicks off at 7 p.m. I mean, there's so much going on at that parade. 21 bands this year. Uh, and then, of course, your favorites like the Fox Valley Ballooners, so the hot air balloon that warms you up. Um, and then, of course, the big guy himself is is going to be there. But this Saturday, actually, it all kicks off with Light Up Appleton, uh, which happens in Houdini Plaza. It's a partnership with the Trout Museum Art, and it's everything holiday for families to do. So we've got live music going on, make-and-take art projects, cookie decorating, and then even writing letters to Santa with Mrs. Claus herself. I love this, and it's incredible to see just how bright Houdini Plaza gets during this Light Up event. Can you kind of explain the the magic moment for our listeners? Right, so it, it's actually going to be lit up starting at four o'clock right when the event starts and there's 10 trees in Houdini Plaza that are going to be lit up plus the big bolt tree that's also there so it just you really start to feel that holiday spirit in downtown Appleton and like you mentioned a a really a great event for the family there's a lot of Mm -hmm. things for the kids to enjoy with this one for sure so those those make and take projects wagon rides and we've even got a live ice carving demo going on Um, a fire painter which will be pretty sweet and giant elf stilt walkers which I'm pretty excited about yeah. when do you get to see a giant elf right no that's <laughs> that's incredible um, and I, live some carols will be happening as well yes live carols so at 7 30 is going to be the the group sing along and then the the events ends at eight so you're going to want to come down early though to get, take advantage of all those other great activities and hey the weather looking pretty decent for Saturday as well so you, you won't even need to warm up too much with that hot cocoa right yeah the hot cocoa is there to warm you up but I mean you're going to be warm already, so couldn't have asked for better weather in Wisconsin. Absolutely. So light up Appleton happening this Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m. right in Houdini Plaza. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't miss it. All right, let's talk about this one-stop elf shop oh. because this is a great way for the kiddos to maybe get some of their Christmas shopping done. Right? This is one of my favorites. So this kicks off actually on Small Business Saturday. So it's November 30th. Um, it runs alongside our indoor farm market. So it runs from 9 to 12.30. So it actually goes all season then on Saturday mornings um, until December 21st. So kids get to come and shop. Everything is priced $10 or under. And it's different downtown business that are there so you can get the perfect gift for mom dad siblings your teacher anybody on your list and the best part is they don't have to see what it is so the kids go in and their their um, guardian is having to wait in the special waiting area so they don't shop with them they get an elf that takes them around Um, it's it's real cute they usually have a little budget with them and of how much they're able to spend so that elf helps them pick it out and they get to wrap it right then and there too so it really truly 
lets them surprise their gift giver. I love this so much. I actually remember myself being a little kid doing something similar to this. And Mm -hmm. I can still remember picking out these wooden mallard letter openers for my parents (laughs) thinking this was the gift. I had to get these these mallard letter openers for my parents. And I was so proud to have purchased it myself with my own money. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that that's kind of the feeling that all these little ones are having. It is. And their excitement, true, when they come in with their, their money. And, you know, we've got the adults in there helping them out too so that we're taking care of them in that way but it's it is just that special feeling to pick it out yourself and not have them actually know what it is too so and are the elves volunteers that are helping out they are yeah so if you're looking for some volunteer hours you can definitely reach us at appleton downtown inc and we can get you in your elf costume yeah anyone who loves to shop this is a great opportunity (laughs) for you to help out our youngest shoppers yeah glad you mentioned small business saturday because Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity to really highlight dozens and dozens of businesses in the downtown area for sure so it's not just even the downtown area that's doing it it's all of appleton that participates so nearly 100 businesses are taking part in our passport promotion so how this works is you pick up a passport either in your post crescent thanksgiving day paper it'll be in there for you or any of the participating businesses you can get one too and the more places you visit the better chances you have to win some pretty great prizes so uh, we've actually got a grand prize this year that is a $500 travel card from American Airlines so right out of Appleton Airport you'd get to fly out and you get to choose your destination with it too so five stamps one prize entry so I mean if you do the math if you visit all those hundred businesses, that's a lot of entries. Absolutely. <laughs> you only have one day, though, to, to get it done, right? Right, yeah. So you only have Saturday, uh, November 30th. But, I mean, the Shop Local movement is truly all year round. When when you shop local, you're, you're supporting the community. You're giving directly back. Um, it's actually for every dollar you spend locally, it's three times more putting back in the community than a chain store or online shopping. Um, so this is not only a great way to get those Christmas lists all done and your shopping done with great great specials that day, but to truly give back to your community this time of year. I think it's a great challenge to, I'm challenging myself to shop uh, 90% local this mm-hmm. holiday season, to be honest. And it's, 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 been way easier than I ever imagined. And you walk into one store for one item and you find yourself inspired to buy 10 others. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. And the the owners in these small businesses, they truly know their product and they're there to help you. They, they want right. to help you find that special gift for somebody and they're going to do what they can to make sure you do get that gift. So make sure to support local on Small Business Saturday, mm-hmm. that is Saturday, November 30th, a week from Saturday already. Right. We are oh, cruising into this holiday season. <laughs> We've also got the Holiday Fun Fest that's coming up on Saturday, December 14th. Tell us mm-hmm. about this one. All right. So this is another great family-friendly activity. It goes alongside our farm market as well. Uh, we have a larger craft vendor portion in there. So great last-minute gifts because December 14th is even closer to the holidays than, than we are now. Um, and then there's also photos with Santa, cookie decorations decorating with Mrs. Claus, um, games for kids, gingerbread decorating. So there's there's a lot to do and it's it's all free to come and, and check out. And that's a great reminder too that we have our our, our um, farmer market mm-hmm. happening still indoors but still going on all season long. Right. So inside Cine Sutter every single Saturday through January this year it goes from 9 to 12:30. So that fresh produce is is here still. The farmers are are looking for it. We've got some great mushroom vendors this year. Um, and and then of course all your like soaps and candles and art vendors are there too, but that fresh produce just cuz we're in Wisconsin, it's still still there. A friend of mine took a picture and sent 
presented to me of a loaf of bread that she got, a, a beautiful loaf of sourdough bread that she mm-hmm. got at the farm market. And I, I wished I could have smelled it through the phone screen. <laughs> it looked delicious. Right, bread, bakery goods, cheese even. I mean, all of that is still there. Some great stocking stuffers maybe too for, oh, for, sure. for friends and family. Yeah. And I understand too that if you can't decide on a gift or find something when you're shopping Small Business Saturday that Appleton Downtown Incorporated has some really good gift certificates. We do have some great gift certificates. So they're good at over 150 businesses downtown from everything from a restaurant to a retail store to even tickets at the PAC. They can be used. Um, so those are, are on our website. You can order them any amount. Um, great gifts for your mailman, for your teachers, those hard to shop for people because right. uh, there's so many different options as where they can use it. Lynn Shem this afternoon with Appleton Downtown Incorporated. Thank you for giving us some insight into the holiday activities. Where can folks go to follow everything Appleton Downtown Incorporated? <laughs> AppletonDowntown.org. All right, Lynn, thank you again thank for being you. here and happy holidays to you. you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more of Focus Fox Valley right after this. This is Focus Fox Valley on WHBY back at 544. So we're talking about Thanksgiving meal prices and what that will cost to the average Wisconsinite this holiday season. Sarah Hetke joining us, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Director of Communications. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about the about the, the survey done by Market Basket each year to kind of look at the price? Can you explain a little bit of what this is year after year? Our market basket survey is sort of an informal look at food prices and food price trends, both here in Wisconsin and also across the nation, because American Farm Bureau does the same survey, which is unique data for us to be able to look at how are we doing on the state level versus the national level. And so this Thanksgiving market basket survey consists of 15 popular Thanksgiving food items, and things like turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing, green beans, uh, cranberries, pumpkin pie. You know, a lot of those, if you think about your traditional Thanksgiving meal, we really tried to hit all of those popular items. And this year in Wisconsin, we had 29 shoppers from across the state go into their local grocery store to survey food prices and came up with an average market basket cost of $61.57. That sounds like a fun job to have. How do you go about selecting those individuals who get the the, the grand job of shopping? It is a fun job. They're actually county Farm Bureau volunteers who do that for us. And um, any Farm Bureau member who is interested in participating certainly can. Uh, They can reach out to our office and we can get them added to our list. Uh, We have a paper survey that we send out. It's also available electronically so we can cater to just about anyone's needs. Like you mentioned, though, Sarah, the the price this year, the average price was $61.57. How does that compare to years past? So, yep, this year's survey came in at $61.57, up just slightly from last year's average of $60.14. But we're actually just a touch lower than the national average. Uh, American Farm Bureau is reporting a national average of $62.32. So, Across the board, we're seeing very stable food prices. Even though we did have a slight increase from last year, it was just that, very slight. So as consumers, when we go into the grocery store, for the most part, we're not seeing big fluctuations in food items, particularly those food items that we'll be 
putting on our uh, Thanksgiving dinner table. Of course, uh, this is also a chance to look at what the farmers are getting back in regards to what's on our plate this holiday season. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about the farmer's share in all of this? So for each retail food dollar that we spend at the grocery store, the United States Department of Agriculture says that farmers get about 14.6 cents back on that dollar. And once you account for bills and other payments that the farmer needs to make, it's estimated that that net income is just $0.08 cents on each retail food dollar. And that always brings up the question from consumers who say, well, how can I support my local farmer? And it's a great question. And for those consumers who are looking to support their local farmer, the best way to do that is to choose food products that are grown and raised here in Wisconsin and in our neighboring states across the Midwest. Yeah, I think that message has been on the minds and hearts of, of folks in Wisconsin a lot the past year or so with, with how our weather struggles have impacted farmers and whatnot. Absolutely. You know, farmers have had a tough year, a tough couple years for a variety of reasons. And I know there are many consumers who are concerned about helping them out in whatever way they can. And, you know, an interesting tidbit, American Farm Bureau surveyed uh, some consumers about Thanksgiving and found that uh Roughly 90% of Americans are expected to have a mostly home-cooked meal, and farmers really are proud of the role that they play in bringing food to our dinner table, not only on Thanksgiving, but on every day. So, you know, any way that we can support our farmers, they, they greatly appreciate that. We're talking with Sarah Hetke this afternoon with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau about Thanksgiving meal prices. And overall, Sarah, they've remained stable for 2019. What does the Farm Bureau think about all of this? You know, looking from the farm side of things, farmers have seen, depending on what exactly you're looking at, um, some farmers have seen quite a bit of fluctuation in the price that they're receiving. Um, But as consumers, when we're in the grocery store, we can really be thankful for that more stable food price that we are seeing. And as Americans, we enjoy the most affordable food supply in the world. Uh, The USDA estimates that we spend just 10% of our disposable income on food, and that's the lowest average in the world. Wow. Sarah, is there anything else you can think to add in regards to this year's Thanksgiving meal prices? The only other thing I would add is just obviously Thanksgiving is a time for us to be with friends and family and reflect on all the things that we have to be grateful for and thankful for. And certainly one thing that should and I hope is on many of our minds are the farmers who are growing and raising the food on our dinner table. Sarah, how can folks uh, stay in connection with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau? Uh, You can check us out on social media. We're very active on Facebook, so you can get the latest updates on what our organization and what our members are up to by searching uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation on Facebook. All right. Sarah Hedke this afternoon with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, for giving us an insight into some of the prices in regards to this year's Thanksgiving meal. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. 550 on WHBY. We'll be back with more of Focus Fox Valley right after this. Well, we're talking about holiday season, of course, and with the holiday season comes the purchasing of many toys and items for the kiddos under the Christmas tree. But you are doing something that kind of helps protect our kids from unsafe toys that might still be out there. Tell us a little bit about this Trouble in Toyland report that you've done. 
That's right. So over the last 30 years, uh, we've been releasing uh, an annual toy safety report called Trouble in Toyland that warns parents about uh, potential dangers uh, uh, when they're going out and shopping for uh, for toys for their kids uh, during the holiday shopping season. Um, what we want to tell parents is that toy safety has improved over the last three decades, but there are still dangerous and toxic toys out there on store shelves. So that means the parents have to be careful uh, when they're shopping for toys this holiday season, and it also means that manufacturers and regulators have to do a better job to make sure that all toys are safe before they end up in children's hands. So compared to maybe 30 years ago, what are some of the, the top dangers that you are on the lookout for? One of the top dangers every year uh, for the last uh, 34 years that we've been doing this report has been choking hazards. Um, These are a a serious risk for kids. Um, We want to warn parents about uh, easily detectable dangers like choking hazards. A really simple thing that parents can do to test whether or not a toy poses a choking hazard to young kids is to use an empty toilet paper tube to just see if uh, the toy or a part of a toy fits through there. Um, And if a toy fits through an empty toilet paper tube, then it is too small for kids under the age of three. We recommend keeping it away from parents, uh, from kids, I should say. And um, we we also want to tell parents to look out for parts that might break off of larger toys. Uh, So choking hazards are, are, are a serious risk and something that parents should keep an eye out for. I think that's an important point. You might get your kiddo a toy that seems safe, but if, if parts are easily you know breakable, that can pop into a little one's mouth awful quick. Exactly. Um, another thing that we want to warn parents about are balloons. Uh, so balloons are uh, the, the leading cause of suffocation deaths uh, from toys among children. Um, so it's really important for parents to keep uninflated or broken balloons away from young kids. And we're recommending that uh, the parents should keep uh, balloons away from children under the age of eight years old. I think that's some great advice as well. You're you're going to a bunch of holiday activities. Maybe the little ones get a balloon animal that they're taking home. And while it's going to be fun for the for the event itself, maybe it shouldn't stick around for too much longer at home. Exactly. That's right. Tell, tell, tell me a little bit more about magnets. I see that uh, you have a report here from two doctors in Portland, Oregon, that removed 54 of these small magnets from four children in over a month. That's pretty alarming. That's right. So magnets are another type of toy that might be easy to overlook uh, at home, but that are really, really dangerous for uh, for young kids in particular. So uh, these types of magnets might be part of uh, sets that are actually sold to adults. So things like uh, um, desktop focus sets, for example, um, that might be marketed towards adults, but that uh, could get into the hands of children as well. So uh, small, powerful magnets are really, really dangerous uh, when they're swallowed. They can lead to serious internal injury or even death in children. And so it's really important that parents keep uh, magnets away from from young kids. Unfortunately, uh, toy safety standards for these types of magnets were overturned in 2016. So we really think that there's uh, room here for improvements in, in, in our laws to make sure that these kind of magnets stay away from young children. Peter, in regards to that, what what laws are are currently out there that maybe limit manufacturers to putting some dangerous items in, in the hands of our kiddos? 
so we uh, we have protections from uh, things like choking hazards, so uh, pretty clear um, uh, requirements to put uh, warning labels on uh, on toys that pose choking hazards to kids. That's uh, certainly an improvement that's happened over the last couple of years. Uh, we also have uh, stronger standards for things like lead uh, and other toxic chemicals in toys, but there there is room for improvement. So I mentioned uh, the need um, to have stronger rules when it comes to magnets that might be ingested by children. One of the other hazards that we found in the last couple of years, too, is uh, a toxic chemical called boron that tends to be in uh, things like slime products that have been uh, increasingly popular with kids these last couple of years. So, for example, over uh, this last year of testing, four out of the four slime products that we uh, tested had boron levels that exceeded European Union safety standards. There was one particular product that had 75 times the EU standard for boron. Um, this is a, a dangerous chemical that uh, can cause nausea or vomiting or even long-term damage uh, when it's consumed by kids. But the U.S. currently doesn't have safety standards for uh, for children's products that contain boron. So that's another place where we really think there should be improvement. Yeah, you, men- you mentioned these these hidden toxics, as you call them. Really surprised to see that we're still talking about lead. I, I feel like that's been a, such a big focus on lead, of course, in drinking water and whatnot. But it's potentially in, in children's toys still in 2019. Hard to believe. Yeah, it is hard to believe, but uh, this is one of the places where we where we have made progress. There, uh, there's been a lot of attention paid to uh, to lead over uh, the last couple of years with lead in drinking water, like you mentioned. Uh, we've banned lead in gasoline and in paint, for example, uh, for, for many years too. But um, yeah, lead is something that still keeps popping up uh, in toys, uh, in in paint and coating on toys, especially in cheap and imported toys. So that's something that we want to uh, warn parents about. Uh, just be careful of uh, of those types of toys, they might contain um, uh, dangerous chemicals in their coating or in the paint. I think overall, we don't want to, you know, truly scare these parents, but these are just good reminders to keep in mind when, when parents are, are searching for, to- for toys for their holiday, for their holiday shopping, correct? Exactly. So we don't want to be scaring anyone here. Uh, Overall, again, our message is that really over the last 30 years that we've been doing this report, toys have become a lot safer, and that's thanks to really hard work by advocacy organizations, by decision makers, by uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. But there are still common things that parents can look out for uh, to, to make sure that they're keeping their kids safe. Those are easily detectable dangers, like I mentioned, choking hazards in small parts, really noisy toys uh, are another key thing to look out for, magnets that we've already discussed. Um, And then it's also important for parents to keep an eye on a list of recalled products. Um, So uh, we recommend parents uh, going to recalls.gov to just check to make sure that none of the toys that they have at home have actually been recalled for any reason. We're talking with Peter Skopek this afternoon. He is the director with the Wisconsin Public Interest Research Group doing their Trouble in Toyland report for 2019. Peter, I understand that the full report can be found online if parents really want to take a deeper dive into what might be on the list for this year. That's right. So we have the full report up at toysafetytips.org, um, and we also have some interactive features there that parents can use uh, that, that just offers tips for how to keep their uh, their kids safe from potentially hazardous toys like choking hazards or noise damage, things like that. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for your time this afternoon, for giving us some insight into uh, the world of toys and what might not be the safest for our little ones this holiday season. I sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.